Hello, my beauties. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am Paulette Ristini. I am your tribal hostess. I am your movement motivator and your passion instigator and your networker for meeting all these amazing people out in the world doing magical, wonderful things that are creating change and bringing beauty and empowerment to so many others. Uh, and you know, if you know me, if you're new to me and or if you know me, I love to bring you these people. I love to dive in and find out people's stories. I love to share people with each other because we, you know, we are this beautiful, huge circle of connection and community, and we are all here for each other. We are all, are all here to uplift each other and to share our special gifts. So my gift to you is as not only a podcast host, but also a creativity lifestyle coach, uh, business coach. Um, and I bring you other coaches. I bring you artists. I bring you mu musicians. I bring you dancers. And today I have kind of a woman who does a lot of things kind of like me. <laughs> Rebecca Titchbon is here in the house from Western Australia, right? Western Australia. Yeah. yeah. And welcome. And so she has many names. I've been calling her Titch, but now we're going to call her back, <laughs> if I remember. Uh, but she will answer to all of her names. And she is an amazing woman who um, is kind of like my soul sister, uh, does a lot of beautiful empowerment things um, and brings women gatherings together. And, and you, of course, um, Beck, can, can give us a little bit more. But I'm so... Uh, drawn to you and what you are bringing to the world and now including the dance. So um, Beck has been studying with me and with also with all my master teachers, bringing global caravan tribal belly dance uh, into her repertoire of magical tools. I love that you said magical tools because um, that is, is one of the ways I love to describe what I do as well. So why don't you describe what you do? Let's see how you say it compared <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I um, love creating wonderful spaces for women to come together and mm -hmm. women's empowerment, um, women's support, women's connection is pretty much behind everything that I do. So people... People often come to me and say, "Oh, you look really busy," and I and I and I don't like that term. And oh, God, I always no. say, oh. I'm "Not busy. I'm not busy. I am uh, walking my true path. I am working towards my goals, and and everything I do is is part of that. And and I'm not busy for busy's sake. Everything that I do is part of that." Um, so isn't that, I want to I want to talk about that for a minute because that's really an uh, a crazy thing because that's what people always say to me. Even my mother says that to me. You're always so busy. I'm like I hate that word. Do not use yeah. that word busy with me. And how do you know how busy I am? Because I'm doing everything I love to do. But people would say, "Oh, I'm afraid to reach out to you. You're too busy." I'm like, 
I never said that. So, but it's people's perception. So what is that? Yeah, I think, do they feel that they're, they're already too busy and the things that they see me do make them think that I must be in that same position. But, um, you know, I always have time. I never feel stressed um, about all the things I'm doing. Um, I don't, I still feel that I have enough time to spend with my family, mm-hmm. um, work on my new crochet projects. Oh, you know, um, <laughs> Another new passion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. I don't feel like um, I'm rushing from one thing to the next. Uh, I've got a beautiful collection of things that I have visioned and created for my life so that mm-hmm. the things that I'm working on are all my passions mm-hmm. and it never yeah. feels like busyness. Yes, yeah. yes. And I mean, it does de- depend on how you define that word busy, but a lot of people think that if you're super busy, you feel important. Or if you're super busy, you're like totally stressed out, like with way too many things. I mean, there's, there's so many different variations on that word. Uh, but like what you said is like when you fill yourself up with what you love to do. And, and, I, and because I know you a little bit, um, like me, we calendar ourselves up so that it makes sense, so that we can do these beautiful things that create change in the world and make, make a difference for our clients, our customers, our students, um, our friends, our family. And yet, what's most important is giving ourselves time for self-care, self-reflection, for dreaming and continuing mm-hmm. on, right? So... Yeah. So what are you dreaming about? So, <laughs> yeah. So a few years ago, I, um, uh, yeah, well, five years ago now that I had um, a job teaching uh, full-time and my teaching kids. Teaching in a school? At, um, at a college. Okay. Uh, teach science at a college. And things there changed and it wasn't as uh, passionate about that anymore. Um, we got a change of leadership and the whole management change wasn't done well. And then I went through this period of um, where I just felt like I got hammered by one thing after another. Um, and um, I wrote about all of this in, in the book that I wrote last year. So my memoirs and yeah, thanks, Paulette, as well, for some inspiration to um, become an author as well. Yay, <laughs> yay, yay. Um, yeah, so I share a bit about it in there, but I sort of came out of the other side of all of those um, things. Um, one of the major things that happened at that time was the loss of my youngest child and came out of that and I'd lost all confidence. Mm. Um, I was obviously going through grief and I started to experience a new feeling I hadn't really experienced before, which was anxiety. Mm. Um, and after, you know, the period where my daughter had been sick in hospital, I 
that's a, a time where you should be experiencing anxiety, I suppose. Like it's normal to feel that. But I came out of it, my body after two months had been in that uh, mode. I felt like I couldn't step back out of it. My yeah. cortisol was always pumping. And um, after a while I realised if, if I didn't do something to help myself, I would end up with some sort of chronic illness. My body was going to get beaten up and disease would be able to enter my body. Whether, you know, be, and people that go through sort of um, those chronic emotions can also end up with things like um, autoimmune conditions or cancers and things like that. And I just felt within my body, if I didn't do something to look after myself, that um, I'd be opening myself up to that sort of, those sort of issues. Plus, I was experiencing anxiety attacks. Um, I didn't want to leave the house, um, constantly worrying about my other children and their health. Um, kind of luckily, I had long service leave owing to me, so I could take some time away from my work and really just work on myself. And it was at that time that... Thankfully um, for that. Yeah, um, I got interested in aromatherapy. Someone had mm. given me some essential oils um, after the loss of my daughter, like a grief blend, mm. and it really helped me. And my scientific mind got curious. You know, how does this stuff work? <laughs> um, so I started researching about essential oils and ended up deciding to do some formal study and came away with a diploma in, this, in aromatherapy. Um, and now that is one of the um, things that I do in my business is aromatherapy. Uh, but I, my passion in that is helping other people with their emotions. Uh-huh. So not so much massages and all those other beautiful things you can do with essential oils. It's helping people use oils to support themselves mm-hmm. through emotional difficulties. Um, but also the other things that I uh, do in my work or all around that as well. Um, yeah, and that's been a beautiful journey for me personally to create new aromatherapy techniques that can help people. Mm. As well as, yeah, and then go out and share it. Um, and so, the, and so, when you when you talk about aromatherapy, are you? I mean, you're probably talking about all of the above, as in uh, ingesting, as in layering on your body, as in diffusing. Yeah. So, um, I'm coming up with blends for clients is one of my favorite things. Mm. Um. When I used to work in the lab, um, my job role was to identify bacteria and I would use my sense of smell a lot to do that because mm, they all mm-hmm. have unique odours. Smelling essential oils is much nicer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so and, and do you work with a specific brand? No. Um, I haven't aligned myself with any particular um, company um, I do order a lot from Aromatics International, which is actually based in America. The college that I studied my aromatherapy diploma with um, are aligned with them, so I get a bit mm-hmm. of a discount. I haven't heard. 
I haven't heard of them. So, and, and I use doTERRA's predominantly. That's, I was a, a sales rep for doTERRA for a while. And, yeah, and I have a doTERRA account as well. Um, we have a lovely local um, production uh, company called Tinderbox. I, I try and support local as mm, well. Nice. Um, and some, you know, my, my favourite tangerine is from um, Tinderbox, but okay. my favourite frankincense is the doTERRA one. And so, you know, um, <laughs> I call myself a brand whore. <laughs> People ask me what brand you, you use. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love. Um, it. You know, I think as long as you're using high quality um, mm. oils that aren't fragrance oils, yeah. And so, From do you do you? Okay, so diving into that aspect of your business, do you use the oils uh, to work with your clients, or do you sell the oils to your clients, or all of the above? I can. Um, uh, I don't have a huge stock of oils to sell. My main focus is on actually helping women who already have their own amazing collection of oils mm, and okay. putting them to good use because there's so many ladies who have you know, bought themselves, probably spent a lot of money. Right, right. Their own, <laughs> yeah, hands up, hands up for their, um, you know, their own doTERRA collection or mm -hmm. their own young oh, yeah. collection. And they, they tend to just use their favourites and they're not making the best use of their whole collection. Great. So, yeah, that's one of the things I love to do. So um, tell me about your book a little bit. So the book, um, it was an interesting uh, journey because I, I wanted to share the, the information that I had about how to use essential oils for your emotions. Mm -hmm. And I started writing and I thought, well, I need to share a bit about my own journey because... Uh, I can use myself as a case study about how these things work. Um, and I ended up, it was meant to just be a little ebook that I could share with people. <laughs> and then once I got <laughs> then started, it, it, got, um, it grew. It turned into a proper <laughs> book. Yeah. Yeah. It turned into yeah, a, a lovely big book. Um, a lot of research has gone into the book. There's pages and pages of references. Um, you know, as a scientist, I, I want to share, um, you know, that aromatherapy, people, people see me often and think, you know, how can she be this medical scientist teaching <laughs> at a college and university and do aromatherapy and now even um, belly dance as well? And it's, it's not woo-woo anymore. There's all this research coming out. Um, <laughs> But that you said that. Coming back to what we said at the very beginning about the magic, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I love the science and I love that science underpins everything that I do. Mm -hmm. But if you accept it as magical, it's just so much more fun. <laughs> the way that we create blends or, um, oh, I've got my, like my pendulum, I play with my mm. pendulum. And I know scientifically that there's micro muscles in the arm and the hand that make it sway that my subconscious is controlling. But that's not very fun to explain it that way. So let's just... <laughs> but it is, but it is because it gives it more credence or... Yeah, or whatever you but want it's, to it's, it. it's more beautiful to just 
um, accept it as a magical tool yeah, and, yeah. and have fun with it. And yeah. I mean, there's so many tools. There's so many tools. Well, That's oils right. are a tool, right? Your pendulum That's is it. a tool. Car- the cards are a tool. I use tarot yeah. cards and oracle cards. Yeah, I got my, I got my, my cards here too. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. And now are those cards that you made? No, these are, um, these are beautiful ones from um, Tomini Carmine Salerno. Um, they're oh, called I haven't seen that. Cards. There's so many now. Oh, lovely. These beautiful. are beautiful. I've got yeah. lots of decks. And yeah, but the, um, so the book sort of starts with my story and then I go into the technique that I developed um, for emotional support and then I do profiles of, of lots of oils that are good for emotional support mm. and, and just encourage people to put these, this new tool into their toolbox. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And I think that, I mean, that's what we do as coaches is give people, give our clients tools um, and tools, um, systems, structure uh, from the and practical. Accountability, <laughs> accountability is huge from practical. Yeah. And, you know, so what I'm always saying is I mix the woo with the practical. Yeah. Because you got to go in, but you got to make a plan, right? You that's make right. Yes. So you got to have strategy and that is so far removed from how I would normally work <laughs> is to have that structure and you got to, otherwise it's not going to happen. So, um, uh, so I love that. I mean, I just love the blend and I think it's wild that you're a scientist um, and then you dive into the woo Yeah, and, and everything else that you do and that we do and our community does as far as dance and movement and passion and energy and healing. I mean, all those things. So, so you left your job, how many years ago? I left that job uh, just over two years ago. And now? Like, and then, uh, and now I'm like, just really following that passion. I just want to, as you said, um, there's the woo, but there's the structure and the strategy. And what I love is to, every time I think about what am I going to do next or what am I working on, does this fit with the vision that I have for my life? Does this fit in with the, the passions that I'm following? And if that's a yes, then I'll be like, Woo-hoo, let's go. Um, and it's got to be a hell like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that it's not, um, I'm not just floating through my life. I'm creating a, the magic that I want. Yes. And, yes. and that is empowering and, and beautiful and just seeing the magic that you can in every day, um, be it whether I'm working with clients, oh, doing man. dancing, um, doing aromatherapy. It's all beautiful stuff. And that's yeah. why I say I'm not busy. I'm just living the magic life that I wanted. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's so important. What you said is seeing the magic in every day. And what does that entail? That means taking the time to look around. Yes. Taking the time to go, Oh my God, I have this, or I've created this, or I'm so blessed to be here. Or, I mean, every day I get up and I go outside and like, I am so blessed to be here. 
and today is the best day of my life. You know, and today is going to be amazing because I choose to make it that way. That's it. Yeah. Right? I choose. Yeah. You got to decide. You have to decide what you want, what, how you want to make it. And that's so good. So what has been, as far as like your business aspect of, of growing your business, what has been the hustle? What's been hard? Or has anything been hard? I guess um, that, uh, what's the, the term for it? Where the imposter syndrome. Mm. Who, who, mm. who am I, who am I to, to lead these women to, to new things? Who am I to write a book and put it out there and I don't have author degree or anything? Who am I to, um, you know, lead other women in, in a group setting, whether that be my teaching or the women's group that I run? But I also feel like um, I don't have to call myself necessarily uh, the leader as in, you know, I'm the font of all wisdom that everyone has to look up to. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of these women in a circle and I'm just the facilitator. I am the, um, the co-creator. I am the, the whole space mm-hmm. person to enable these women. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't see myself as, as rising above anybody else. I am just... I'm stepping up to my own true purpose mm-hmm, right? without needing to be looking down on anybody else. And, well, and I, I think that's, that's really important, Beck, because, um, I mean, in, in falling into the leader role, not everybody is here to be a leader. Uh, we have to have followers and we have to have leaders and everybody's here to do their thing. And sometimes you need guidance you need support, you need someone to help show you the path. Uh, And in my experience, stepping into my leadership role has been years and years and years and years and years and years and years years of experience, right? Adventure and and, um, acknowledgement of wisdom. Uh, And so, I mean, there's something to be said about that. It's not stepping up onto the pedestal but it's stepping into ownership, right? Yeah. We all have degrees of ownership. We all have degrees, you know, just like the matrix of, of maiden, mother, and crone. You know, you're still in your, your motherhood life and I'm into my crone life, which I completely and fully embrace and love, you know, uh, and just there's so many beautiful levels of experience to share, right? As a leader. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what my point was. I'm just pontificating. But <laughs> 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 it's good. It's all good. So um, any, any words of encouragement or wisdom to share? I just feel like... Um, Sometimes when we're talking about this busyness web, there's some um, people, and I'm not saying this to be derogatory to them, but they will be, oh, I'm so busy. Uh, I've got to get up. And then I've got to 
go to the toilet and then I've got to have a shower and <laughs> then I've got to have breakfast and do this and this and this and this. And so I don't know, whoa, like when you focus on all of that doing, yes, you can get overwhelmed. Where can you pair it back? Where is it here that this is busyness for busyness sake? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And where is it that you're just way too focused on the fact that you've got stuff to do instead of focusing on that the stuff you're doing is leading into mm. beautiful things for your life? Mm-hmm. Even just taking stock, um, taking a, a, a livestock and go looking at all the cards of the things that you do in your day and go, do I need do I need this in my day or do I can I throw that card out? Or do I put that in the important pile? Mm-hmm. And and just being consciously creating what you want in your life. Um, we tend get caught up in that the flow and needing to do this and that. Um, but we can take stock. We can step back and say, "What do I? What do I really want?" And well, and that's that's it. I mean, what what you said is consciously creating. And mm. it is being able to step back and take time to realize what it is you truly want. And that's yeah. where people get so stuck sometimes because they don't know how, they don't know, they don't have the tools. They don't know how to step back. They don't know how to stop. They don't know how to listen. And um, again, and I was probably one of those, you know, when I was working at full time sure. teaching and oh my god, hello! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it took a lot for me to to go. You know what? I actually took a doctor that said to me, "You should just quit your job." Oh, <laughs> um, because I was going. Oh, I'm so stressed. Blah 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 blah. blah. He's like, "You'll find something out." And when I quit, within two weeks, I had another two job off three job offers (laughs) so you know it was like the universe said finally we've been waiting for you to let us open these doors yeah and it's it's like you have to you have to let go of things in order to open up to receive new things that's right and that's what so many people I think are afraid of you know afraid of letting go afraid of releasing whether it's the old stories or the old patterns the old habits the old comfort zone right that's right and you know, life is first living. It's there's so much. There's so much. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me that came out of sharing about my book is that we're in our society. We we've, we've become afraid of sharing our emotions or expressing mm. them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't cry because that'll make everyone else feel uncomfortable. Or I can't let a bit of my anger out because it's going to upset other people um not that we need to go ranting and raving at people but yeah it, <laughs> but we uh, can, we can. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes uh, we need to but we just stuff this emotion down so much um and but one of the beautiful things about life is experiencing emotion mm-hmm. and and just it's, stopping it's and letting that letting that flow um and yeah letting that we again is that business just there to mask emotions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're too busy to experience them and 
and stopping and, and sitting with them, mm-hmm. sometimes learning from them because those emotions are arising to teach us something. Um, yeah, just taking taking stock and, and sitting back with them. Um, sharing them is okay. Uh, there's, there's places where you can, and people that you can share them with safely. Um, yeah, and that's another beautiful thing to come out of humanity. Uh, oh, I love that. Did y'all hear that, my friends out there? <laughs> oh, allowing yourself to be seen and heard, which is what we all want to be and do. We're human. Yes. It's that, it's that um, soul yearning for connection and community, right? Yeah. Which is what we're about. Yeah, creating those spaces. Building those circles, which is great. All right, honey, thank you so much for sharing your time with me this morning. For those of you who don't know, so she just woke up. It's like six in the morning for her. Just rising. And even though this won't be seen for a few weeks today, in, in, our, in my land, actually it's tomorrow for you, but it's March 4th, which is um, a book day. It's like National Book Day or International oh, wow. Book Day. And so make sure you post about your book on my site. But um, uh, um, so it's great to celebrate that, which is great. Yeah. Celebrate being that author, being putting that product out to the world, putting your words out to the world, which is really amazing and putting all that you do out to the world. So I, I, I thank you so much for the work that you bring to the world. And for taking the time. Call it on the other side of the world. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. And thank you, my friends out in Heart and Hustle Land. Thank you for sharing another um, episode with us. I am Paulette Reese Denis, and this is Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. I will connect you up with Rebecca Tichvon and with me and make sure you subscribe so that we can continue these beautiful podcasts and share us with everyone you know who would love this stuff and that's great and until we meet again many many blessings and thank you for being here